We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is March 31st, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. Um, I'm not joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia, or even producer Kevin it's been probably close to two years, maybe a little bit longer than that, since I've had to do an episode by myself. But things happen, life happens, and here we are. Um, so today, we're really just going to cover uh, the last couple of games uh, versus Cleveland on Monday, and then the Wizards on Wednesday. So again, folks, it has been a really long time since I've done one of these by myself, flying by the seam of my pants or the seat of my pants. I don't really know the correct saying for that. But just bear with me, probably most likely going to be a bit of a shorter episode today, but I am going to do my best to squeeze every single last bit of content out of this episode. couple of housekeeping items really quickly, guys. I am going through the effort of doing this show by myself tonight, so I would really appreciate if you guys could like this video on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and subscribe, hit that ring, the notification bell. That way you get an update every time we post a new episode. would really mean a lot if you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple. If you're on Spotify, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. If you're on Apple, go ahead and give us a five-star rating and a review. would really mean a ton, guys. Also, um, it is not free for us to put on the podcast. Uh, just the different equipment and, and resources and technology that we use to try to bring you guys the best show that we can. Um, so if you were ever feeling super generous and wanted to help support the show financially in any way, you can do that. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We have three tiers uh, that you can choose from to help support the show. Even if it's you know a smaller tier or you know, a smaller amount, whatever it is, if you can only do it one month, Whatever the case may be is, guys, we really appreciate the support so, so much. Every little bit goes a long way. And each one of our episodes, we shout out our new patrons. As a matter of fact, we have a brand new patron, Bo Outlaw fan, uh, a really big Magic fan. You guys might know him on Twitter 
at Bo Outlaw fan has the gigantic Orlando Magic tattoo on his forearm. Was shouted out on Bally Sports Florida and everything like that. So massive thank you to Bo Outlaw fan. I believe his name is Michael. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate that. And we're going to go ahead and shout out the rest of our patrons here. Shout out Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Julio, Bailey, Matt Lyman, Eric Segovia, and Gabe Gaines. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, folks, we are going to be talking a lot about tanking on today's episode. First, we're going to start with the Tankathon. So, if you're not familiar with the Tankathon, uh, we started this last year. And uh, we were hoping to be able to avoid this this season, um, but it just it is what it is. Uh, the Magic are twenty and fifty seven on the year, uh, so we are going to be very interested in the upcoming NBA draft lottery. So if you go to tankathon.com, you can actually run a simulation of the draft lottery. Our very own producer Kevin Tucker ran this simulation a hundred times. And he found that the odds uh, that you see here on the Tankathon um, are pretty accurate. They might not be perfect, but maybe if you you know scale that out to a thousand, you know maybe they're a, a bit more accurate and true to the percentages uh, that you see here on the Draft Lottery Simulator. But what we do is we come to this website every episode. I try to run a Tankathon every day and share my results to Twitter. Uh, but we come here to Tankathon.com. We're gonna run a lottery, and we'll, we'll see where the magic end up. You can only run it once, and then you have to share your results. Those are the rules, folks. So right now, the Orlando Magic at 20 and 57. Uh, Detroit did not play today, and Houston right now is playing the Sacramento Kings. I believe that game is still going on, and I believe uh, Houston is losing. Yeah, there's 10 minutes to go in that game. Houston's down three against the Kings, so we are hoping that the Rockets can pull out that W. But the way that it currently stands, Orlando has the worst record in the NBA at 20 and 57, followed by Detroit and Houston, who are 20 and 56, and then right behind them, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are 22 and 53. As it currently stands, folks, the Magic have a 52.1% chance of ending up in the top four, and they have a 14% chance of ending up with the number one overall pick. And drum roll, please, if you're in your car, you can you know drum roll on your, your dashboard or you know on the steering wheel, whatever it is. Here we go. We're going to sim the lottery. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And the Magic ended up with the fourth pick. So I am such bad luck when it comes to running these draft you know, simulations. So Portland dropped, uh, jumped six spots to number one. Oklahoma City, rather, jumped two spots to number two. Houston stayed put at three, and the Magic stayed at number four. And in this instance, uh, the Magic would draft Jaden Ivey, guard out of Purdue. I know a lot of Magic fans are, are big fans of Jaden Ivey, um, but in the current mock draft, that's kind of the way that it would pan out for the Magic. So Really not ideal, um, but it is what it is. It is a lottery. I hope people have kind of started to grasp that and understand that at this point, that you know the Magic can do whatever they want. Depends on the way that the ping pong balls bounce on the night of the lottery. You know, you see time and time again, teams that have no business winning the lottery jump up to, you know, number one or into the top four. And if you look at it historically, you know, when the Magic won, you know, the, the lottery to, to, you know, draft Shaq and, and Penny and Dwight Howard, the Magic didn't have the best odds. They jumped up to that number one spot. So we have had a lot of luck historically. Now, given it's been about 18 years uh, since that, we could definitely use some more luck. But uh, yeah. People have told me that if the Magic ever offer me to be in the room uh, when they draw the lottery, to please deny just on behalf of all Magic fans because it seems like I'm cursed and I have terrible luck. Next thing I want to do, folks, is taking a look at the remaining schedule strength uh, for the teams in the NBA. Uh, Right now, the Magic have the seventh toughest remaining schedule strength in the NBA. So if you are rooting for the Magic to lose games, down the stretch. They still have games against Miami, Toronto, Cleveland, Hornets. All of those teams are kind of involved in the playoff picture still. And then the New York Knicks, uh, basically the New York Knicks is quote unquote, the Magic's easiest opponent uh, left on the season for lottery implications. We're taking a look at some of the other teams that are at the same spot in the lottery as we are. Um, Detroit is really the closest to the Magic. They have the 12th toughest remaining schedule in the league. Let's see. uh, Oklahoma City is sitting at 19 and Houston is sitting at 20. So out of those four teams that are kind of vying for the top four spots, um, the Magic have the toughest remaining schedule um, out of those four teams. So if you're rooting for losses, that is a good sign for the Orlando Magic with just five games left in the season. It has been a long season, uh, six months basically since the start of the season to where we are now. It's crazy to think that we have you know a couple of games left this week, a few games left next week, and then the season is over. As long and as cumbersome and as tiring as this season has been, I know it's going to be about you know maybe a month and I'm going to be ready for some more Orlando Magic basketball. The good news is we are going to have the draft lottery. You guys know we're going to be trying to put together a watch party for the draft lottery. So keep your eyes on all of our social media accounts and continue to listen to the podcast for more details surrounding that. So you'll come out for the draft lottery party. And then, of course, you know we're going to have some type of 
pre-draft party um, somewhere downtown Orlando and then walk over to Amway. I'm sure they're going to have an official draft party there. And hopefully we'll be waiting to see who the Magic draft uh, number one overall. So we're going to continue to do the Tankathon each week um, and really keep our eyes on exactly where the Magic are potentially going to be able to pick there and what type of odds they're going to have to go into the lottery. So folks, since the last time you heard my voice on the podcast here, uh, the Magic have gone 0-2. Uh, on Monday they had a 101-107 to loss in Cleveland to the Cavaliers. Tonight, they suffered a 110 to 127 loss in Washington to the Wizards. So, folks, really the 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 point of this episode, and I'm probably going to work this into the title somewhere, is that last week, right? You know, you 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 beat the you beat the Warriors, and then you get blown out by the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was you know kind of like the second night of a back to back. And at that point, it was like, all right, you know, maybe it's the second night of a back-to-back, so they're resting a lot of guys. You know, we didn't see, you know, Markel Fultz in that game. It was a couple of days in advance of the back-to-back. They said that Markel would not be playing in both nights of the back-to-back. And that big loss to the Thunder, you're like, all right, the mad, like the the tank, the tank is in, right? Like the the Magic are, are are getting ready to tank here. And then on Saturday night, you know, you're up, I believe it was seven points with like a minute and 40 seconds left in the game something crazy like that the Kings come back they win in overtime and you had guys like Cole Anthony and and, and Franz Wagner still in that game so you had the feeling that that was just one that the Magic let get away from them folks this is the week right here the week let's see uh, the week starting March 28th this is where we removed all doubt this is where the Magic said leave no doubt about whether the Magic are tanking or not. So on Monday night, folks, um, <laughs> the Magic uh, were actually up by as much, or were, excuse me, were down by as much as 20 in the first half of this game. They come all the way back. They take the lead in the third in the third quarter. They go down. They take the lead again in the fourth quarter. And the game, honestly, uh, kind of late into the fourth quarter was pretty close until the last couple of minutes where you know Darius Garland decides to go a little bit crazy, hit a couple of threes, really just create enough separation for the Cavs. Um, and the, the Magic just weren't able to overcome that, again, losing 101-107. to In this game... If we take a look at the box, when we take a look at the minutes played, like looking right here at Mo Bamba, who played 22 minutes, 34 seconds in this game, Cole Anthony, 24 minutes, uh, but then you've got Admiral Schofield, 20 minutes, Jeff Doughton, 17 minutes, Mo Wagner, 21 minutes, Ignis Brezdakis, 22 minutes. I believe we had about maybe a few minutes of starters at the beginning of the fourth quarter, but overwhelmingly uh, for the better part of that fourth quarter, it was the bench unit. Um, And to their credit, they actually played pretty well. Again, Darius Garland gets it going towards the end of the fourth quarter, separates the Cavs a little bit from the magic. You know, the Cleveland Cavaliers folks, they are still fighting uh, for playoff position. So as of today, Wednesday night, as we're recording this, they are 42-34. and 34. They're two games behind the six-seed Toronto Raptors. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they do not want to end up in the play-in tournament. I mean, who does, right? So the Cavs are still trying to win these games. Darius Garland plays 40 minutes in this game. Kevin Love plays 32 minutes in this game. Old man Kevin Love, gray hair, the silver fox, whatever you want to call him. We kind of saw a little bit of vintage Kevin Love at 
points in this game. Um, you know, didn't go crazy. Shot 46% from the floor, did Kevin Love. Uh, but, you know, knocked down a couple of tough shots to keep the Cavs in this game kind of throughout the night. But Darius Garland, the kid is just, be, like, his improvement this year has been incredible. Finishes the night with 25 points, 12 rebounds in the 40 minutes. Again, was a, a big part of why the Cavs were able to separate themselves at the end of this game. For the Magic, uh, tried and true every single night. The best performer on the night for the Magic was Wendell Carter. Finishes with 15 points, 12 rebounds. Credit to the Magic, especially in that first half. Again, down 20. Came all the way back. Took the lead multiple times um, you know, in that second half and you know into the fourth quarter. Uh, but just were not able to make the plays down the stretch to come away with a W. But again, just looking at the lineup, I mean, for the better part of the fourth quarter, it was, I believe it was Chuma Okiki, Admiral Schofield, Jeff Doughton, Moritz Wagner, and Ignis Brezdakis. You don't need to ask anyone, you know, you don't have to wonder anymore about whether or not the Magic are trying to lose games to try to secure their lottery position. That is exactly what they're doing. Is it a good look? I I don't think so. I'm hoping that us being competitive for the other you know, 90% of this season is going to be enough for the, the basketball gods and the lottery odds uh, to come through for us on the draft lottery night so that we can end up you know, one, two, or three. For me, that's really where the draft starts and ends. Could kind of talk me into four. I, I've been watching some clips of Jaden Ivey. I really like his game. I do see some, you know, John Morant, John Wall, Derek Rose, a little bit of that in his game. He's just a really explosive athlete. Showed in the tournament, he's capable of taking and making big shots and big moments. Um, but for me, it, you know, it's Jabari Smith Jr., it's Paolo Bancaro, it's Chet Holmgren. You know, some mixture of those guys in the top three. A small step down to Jaden Ivey, and then a kind of you know larger step down as you get to some of the other prospects. So um, it is not a mystery, folks. Now that the 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 magic, the tank is in. Um, if you guys have ever seen Remember the Titans, uh, I believe it's when they're playing like the district championship or the regional championship or something like that, and uh, the refs are are basically trying to rig the game to get Coach Boone, played by Denzel Washington, fired. And Coach, uh, I think his name is Coach Yost, sees what's going on here, knows that his, um, you know, his. Uh, you know, case to make the the uh, high school you know football hall of fame or whatever it is. Um, you know, I think they're in Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. But he goes up to the ref and he's like, "Hey, I know what's going on. Call this game the right way. Or I'm going to the papers." After that, goes back to his team and says, "Don't ever let them forget the night that they played the Titans, or or make them forever remember the night they played the Titans." That's probably more fitting. You know, the name of the movie. And at the end of that, he says, "Leave no doubt." You know, basically leave no doubt that you guys are the better team and the Magic right now are leaving no doubt that they are trying to tank the rest of this season away. So yeah, um, it was a entertaining game. Uh, you know, seeing, again, the Magic come all the way back from that deficit. But uh, yeah, lost this game on purpose. Let's kind of just call it what it is. And then tonight, folks, uh, the Magic were in Washington to take on the Washington Wizards. Pretty cool moment during this game uh, where the, uh, the the Valley Sports, you know, Florida um, crew put the camera on Josh Robbins and, and David Steele got to say a little something about him. And uh, Josh, you know, found out that he was, you know, on TV basically and, and, and kind of, you know, had a, a nice moment with the camera there. Um, Josh, I know you're probably not listening to this, but if you are, uh, we miss you. And we wish you all the best in, in Washington. So that was pretty cool 
to see. Uh, Bradley Beal for the Washington Wizards has uh, been ruled out uh, for the rest of the season, I believe, with a wrist injury, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Washington Wizards still have a, an all-star in Chris Tapps Porzingis, who um, you know did what he needed to do against the Magic tonight. 35 points, 8 rebounds, 61% from the floor. 50% from the three-point line. He was great. Um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope played really well for the Wizards as well. Uh, the Magic actually had a double-digit lead um, in the first half of this game. Uh, I believe into the second quarter, the Wizards come back, um, basically get a steal. Contavious Caldwell-Pope does. Um, you know, really, at the end of the, the quarter, it was tied. Uh, they take a two-point lead into the half. Uh, the Magic do keep it you know, pretty competitive most of the way through here. But once again, into the fourth quarter, uh, we saw the tank lineup come out. It was Ignis Brezdakis, Moritz Wagner, Admiral Schofield, Jeff Doughton. Uh, and then we saw Markel Fultz with that lineup. Um, I made a joke on Twitter that right now it seems like the front office is telling the team, you guys are only able to win the minutes that Markel Fultz is on the floor because it seems like the Magic will get down. And then as soon as Markel Fultz checks into the game, the Magic kind of take over. The team just transforms. Guys are starting to fly around on offense and defense, uh, really moving the ball really well. All of a sudden, they start knocking down shots. And, uh, yeah, the Magic start to win the minutes when Markel Fultz is playing. And we actually saw that in this game as well. But late, later into the game, the Magic did try some experimental lineups, you know, with some Chuma Okiki and Franz Wagner as the bigs on the floor uh, with Markel Fultz just for about a minute or so there so that we got to see that. And Markel Fultz, again, returning to his home area of the DMV in Washington, D.C., finishes the night with 19 points, three rebounds, seven assists to just one turnover, shot 50% from the floor. Markel Fultz really looked like vintage Markel Fultz in this game. Uh, but Franz Wagner is the big story for the Magic in this one, folks. 28 points, 55% from the floor, uh, three for three from the line, and three of three from uh, the three-point line. So Markel Fultz, Franz Wagner, really, for the most part, carrying the offensive load for the Magic in this one. Uh, yeah, it, it was not pretty, um, especially late into this game as you know, the Washington Wizards kind of started to separate themselves. And again, you know, with the lineups that the Magic are putting out right now, it, it's very, very obvious that they're trying to lose. Um, Orlando Muse or at ORL Muse on Twitter, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, Stat Muse, they put out a lot of uh, stats about the Orlando Magic. I don't believe they're affiliated with Stat Muse um, specifically, but tonight they put out this tweet. 55% from the field in a minim minimum of 20 field goal attempts, shooting 100% from three and 100% from the free throw line. In a single game, only four rookies have ever done that, and Franz Wagner is one of those players. So uh, Franz Wagner continues to have an incredible rookie season. Um, I really, really hope the Magic are able to make some kind of you know marketing push for Franz Wagner to get some more recognition in terms of you know rookie of the year votes. It doesn't seem like... Uh, that is going to happen. I know, you know, recently he's been struggling a little bit more offensively and, uh, you know, kind of the, the pecking order on offense has changed since, you know, Markel Fultz has been back in the lineup. I know Jalen Suggs is out of the lineup now, but uh, when he was in the lineup, you know, it seemed like Cole and, and Jalen and, and Markel Fultz were getting a lot of those field goal attempts that we saw Franz getting specifically in the month of December when he won you know, rookie of the month in the Eastern Conference. So, um, you know, Franz Wagner, I think at worst should finish third in rookie of the year voting. I, I, 
if you tell me he's the rookie of the year, obviously I'm a little bit biased. I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, but I, I think rookie of the year probably should go to Evan Mobley. I think he's just been the, the best, most impactful rookie on both ends of the floor. Um, but, you know, to me, Franz Wagner shouldn't be any further, you know, than, than second or third. He's played a lot more games than Cade Cunningham. He's going to end up playing, you know, more games than, you know, any other rookie in the league and has been so consistent all year. Um, yes, the Magic are sitting right now with 20 wins. Uh, the Magic would be lucky to have half of that without Franz Wagner. All year, he's been an anchor on offense, been a very solid defensive player, has stepped up in every role that the Magic have asked him to perform, whether it's running the point forward position, literally the point guard bringing the ball up, playmaking for others. Um, if they've asked him to be a complimentary offensive player, he's done that very well, started to shoot better from three as of late. Uh, obviously, we all know that he's been a great cutter all season long. And then when the Magic asked him to be a primary ball handler and scorer, he did that for the entire month of December as well, averaging, I believe, 19, close to 20 points uh, in the month of December. So Franz in his one year in the league, obviously, being a rookie, has shown that he can do it all. He's there every single night. The best ability that you can have is availability. And you know, if he stays healthy these last five games, he's going to be one of only not even a handful of players in the league to play in all 82 games this season. So for me, my rookie of the year is Franz Wagner. You know, putting my bias aside, I'd be okay with you know maybe Evan Mobley. Um, I don't think that Cade should win Rookie of the Year as you know as great as he's played to me. Um, the other guys have just you know played more games. I think Franz is going to play close to like 15 or 20 more games than Cade. I believe Evan Mobley, the last I checked, was about uh, 10 games higher than Cade. Um, I know that Evan Mobley actually suffered a sprained ankle when we played the Cavs the other night, um, so maybe he's going to miss a few games, but. I mean, rookie playing all 82 games has been consistent and is as good as Franz Wagner has been since day one. Give the kid the rookie of the year, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, folks, um, you know, a few more games, uh, you know, coming up this week for the Orlando Magic. And again, you know, we're, we're really coming down the stretch here. Not many games left for the Magic. Taking a look at the schedule here, Friday versus Toronto at 7 o'clock. Uh, we're going to see a little rookie showdown. Uh, between Franz and Scotty Barnes. And then Sunday, you're going to be at home versus the Knicks. That game starts at 6 o'clock. Looking ahead to the next week, uh, we're going to be at home for Cleveland, 7 o'clock. We'll see the Cavs again. Thursday, at Charlotte on 7 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, rather. And then on Sunday, April 10th, you'll be at home to take on the Miami Heat. I don't know why the Magic still haven't announced um, the, the time for that game, but that time for that game is still to be determined my guess is it's probably going to be a six o'clock, uh, just like we've seen with a lot of the other, you know, Sunday home games uh, in Orlando this season. So, folks, really for me, um, it, it really the the story of this week is that this is the point where the Magic decided to tank. Um, again, you could kind of ask that question last week, but this is the week where the Magic just made it blatantly obvious that this is what they were trying to do. And really, folks, the, the argument comes down to, and the argument that I hear most from Magic fans, is it it's not about necessarily winning the lottery. It's about limiting how far you can fall in the draft. And what they mean by that is right now, the Magic have a 14% chance of ending up with the number one overall pick, right? They have technically the top odds, the worst record um, you know, at the top of the lottery, basically, um, has the potential to fall um, less far than everyone else. 
So basically, even if you end up you know, with odds to end up in the top four, four teams can still jump over you, statistically speaking. And if that's the case, the higher that you are, obviously, you know, the, the lower that you can fall or um, not as low as you can fall. Right now, if four teams jumped over the Magic because they're in the first spot, they could finish as low as fifth. The Magic actually have a 47.9% chance of that happening. It's essentially a coin flip uh, that the Magic could end up in the top four or they couldn't. Right now, they could fall as low as five. If you're kind of in the second spot, you could fall as low as sixth. If you're in the third spot, you could fall as low as seventh. If you're in the fourth spot, you can fall as low as eighth, even though at that point it's like a 2.2% chance um, that you would fall you know, that low. So um, it is really low odds, um, but we saw this last season. You know, The Magic finished with the third best odds um, and fell to fifth. Uh, I believe it was Cleveland and Toronto that jumped up into the top four with um, you know, Detroit and Houston finishing one and two. So yeah, I think that is really the argument that most Magic fans are making at this point that it's not necessarily about winning the lottery, but it's about limiting how fall you how far you can fall. For me, it's just uh it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you see the team going out and purposely losing these games. When you see G League guys, you know, third unit guys, guys that, you know, probably won't see much more uh, play time, you know, on an NBA floor in their career. When you see those guys getting kind of extended run and you know that the the goal of the franchise is to lose games just kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth, especially, you know, for for a guy like Franz Wagner who has played in every single game, goes out there every single night, lays it all on the line, leaves it all out on the floor and uh, you know, he the team stays competitive and then fourth quarter runs around and you're like, "Okay, guys, you know, go go have a seat on the bench, and you know these other guys are gonna take over. And as you know, a team either starts to come back or extends the lead, we're just gonna let these other guys kind of play it out. And then when you try to, you know, sell it to fans as you know we're trying to you know see what we have or, or use some experimental lineups. With all due respect, we don't need to see what we have in, in Jeff Doughton or Admiral Schofield or Agnes Brezdakis. We need to be putting these young guys. Franz Wagner, Chuma Okiki, Cole Anthony, uh, you know Wendell Carter Jr., Jalen Suggs, you know, kind of still out with the ankle injury. I'm sure we won't see him for the rest of the season. Wendell Carter, right now, it seems like the Magic are playing him like every other game. He's dealing with a a wrist sprain, um, but these guys, you want to see them with the ball in their hands down the stretch, learning to make winning plays, learning to win in the league. Learning to win in the league is one of the hardest things that you can do at the beginning of the season. You know, start like the opening press conference. You saw Gary Harris talk about it. You, you know, he talked about the fact that one of the biggest things that the Magic had to do this season was learn how to win in this league. And how when he was in Denver, that was one thing that they kind of struggled with for a couple of seasons was learning how to win. And then once they did that, then it's, you know, sky is the limit. You know, they're making deep runs into the playoffs and everything like that. So the earlier that that comes for the Magic, uh, the better off they're going to be, in my opinion. So although I do understand, you know, the, the the tanking mentality, people, there are people that are trying to win the lottery. You know, they want Chet Holmgren. They want Jabari Smith Jr. They want Paolo. But there are plenty of people on the other side of the argument that saying, no, the higher, you know, we end up in terms of lottery odds, uh, it limits how low we can fall. So I do kind of understand that in a sense. But for me, we've just seen time and time again, you know, teams jump up like you know a few years ago. I think the Pelicans had like an 11% chance to end up with the number one overall pick. 
ended up at the top spot and were able to draft Zion. Now you can argue about how that's worked out for them so far, uh, but no one's going to you know argue that Zion isn't like a you know semi generational talent, something that we've never seen before. So um, yeah, for me, the draft is a, a total crapshoot. It's a very hard. It's impossible to predict really. If you sit on here for any amount of time, you can run the the Tankathon simulator four or five times in a row. And you'll see the magic, you know, at least a few times in a row, end up with like the fifth or or the sixth pick, depending on you know teams' records at the time, and depending on you know what results the lottery wants to give you. So, um, yeah, we're gonna ride these last five games out, folks. See where the magic end up. I do think the magic have a really good chance um, to finish in the top three. Going back to look at the results of that Houston Rockets, um, the Houston Rockets are down two with 44 seconds left to go in that game. We'll kind of see how that ends up shaking out. Yeah, the OKC Thunder tonight got blown out by the Atlanta Hawks. So um, people aren't going to do us really any favors uh, down the stretch. Um, it, it's going to be up to the Magic. You know, if the Magic want to throw away these games, which it seems like they are kind of, you know, well on their way to do that, then they are going to continue to do that. And um, yeah, I just keep saying I hope it's worth it. You know, people are arguing with me, oh, it'll be worth it no matter what because at least we'll only fall to six or whatever the case may be. I, With all due respect to prospects in this draft, I personally did not sit through six months of this team tanking and, and being terrible and having to just kind of raise my eyebrows all season at some of the decisions that we are making late in games and especially now the last couple of weeks. I didn't sit through this all season so that we can end up with you know the, the fifth or the sixth pick again. Fourth, I could probably talk myself into living with that because I do think Jaden Ivey has a real chance to be a stud, uh, but I want a top three pick. I want the first pick. I want to be able to have the guy that whoever you know Jeff and, and John think is the guy, I want to be able to pick that guy without having to worry about someone else taking our guy, whether that's Jabari, whether it's Paolo, whether it's Chet, even if it's Jaden Ivey. If they believe he's the guy at number one, um, for me at least, the front office has, has kind of gained my trust in that regard, and I'm going to trust uh, whoever the pick is. Might not be super excited in the moment, but um, yeah, I think we all talked ourselves into Franz Wagner pretty quickly once the regular season started. So uh, yeah, let's uh, ride out these last few games. Trust that Jeff and John know what they're doing, and for the most part this season, I think we did things the right way. You know, we're doing some pretty shady, egregious crap right now, but. It is what it is. It's just kind of the way the business is, and it's um, you know kind of what the lottery forces you to do, especially if you're a small market team. So, well, folks, d- just over about 30 minutes here or so, did my best. Hope this uh, episode was somewhat informative and entertaining. Hopefully, I won't have to do another one of these by myself for a very, very long time. But again, if you guys could like and subscribe on YouTube, leave a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple if you guys are interested in supporting the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six-man show. We will be back with a new episode on Monday. This has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six-Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six-Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.